Old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details at CircaSports.com. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal! Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. Thanks, Paul Stevie, for bringing us in on guitar. If you're wondering who you're listening to, this is Justin. You can call me J-Mark. Find me on Twitter at J-MarkFootball. And before I start talking, scratch that, before we start talking, strength of schedule for your 2023 fantasy football players, I'm going to bring in my co-host on the pod and in life. You can find her on Twitter at jmarkswifey. You can call her Miranda or Mer, or people have been known to call her jmarkswifey, it seems, which is why she might be changing her Twitter. Miranda, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Also, it's um, not that you don't like being called jmarkswifey. It's just that you you have an identity. Yeah. You made that really before this... the podcast yes. and all yep. that okay. stuff. Let, let's continue. Let's, all right. Let's move How are you doing today? Forward. I told you. Did you not listen to me? No, you were too quiet. You were just like I was ah, too quiet. I'm just doing okay over here. <laughs> you didn't listen to me at all. You're not listening. What's new? <laughs> I'm in my fantasy football mind frame where I don't want to listen to your advice. Because How rude. <laughs> because no, because it'll lead to us going against each other in fantasy football. I'm trying to you know foreshadow. Because you have to take my advice anyway, Justin. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you today, but I'm I'm doing great ish. <laughs> I need to put an ish on there. Ish. <laughs> yeah, we're just just coming back from vacation. Was only a few days ago. It already feels like weeks ago. I know it does. Um, the vacation vibe is kind of quickly going away. I guess I don't know how else to put that. But we had a good time. It feels like forever since we've done a podcast. I know because we recorded the other one early. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, doing all right. Kind of missing that that mountain air, even though I couldn't freaking breathe the first couple of days. It felt <laughs> like because I walk a flight of stairs. I'm like, <gasps> this air is too thin. But otherwise, I am doing good. I am excited to keep pushing out content. I mean, we got through our division previews. We did. Um, the it's crazy, but the season's not that far away. No, it's not, and I feel like. We kind of, we talked about what content we wanted to go over, and I feel like we have a lot to fit in before we're doing our week one preview. We'll get there, Justin. We will get there. So, like you said, we've done our division previews. We've still got a lot of content to go through. This week, we're going to discuss the strength of schedule for fantasy football with hopes that it may help you decide which players you might want to grab or pass on. I'm going to just, like, put this out there. I think strength of schedule is important to consider, yeah. but there are certain players where it's not going to matter. Right. And 
it, both good and bad. Some players yeah. are just shit, and it's not going to matter <laughs> if they have an easy schedule. And some players, like I know we're going to talk about him, but Patrick Mahomes, it's not going to matter. Right. His strength of schedule is not going to matter. You should not pass on him if you have the opportunity. And, so, And just to piggyback off that, the strength of schedule, it's not a perfect science. Mm-mm. We're going based off of fantasy points allowed last year. Teams change defense, every year. It, this, like, uh, defense comes into play here. Yeah. And, yeah, defenses, we know teams are making changes to their defenses. Right. But this is, again, like... For example, the Bears' defense sucked last year. So basically, just don't come after us if you're like, <laughs> I went off of your strength of schedule and they didn't play like this. Anyway. But I do think it's important <laughs> to consider. Um, it is important to consider. You it's just... something that I think about. At some point in a, in the draft, it is something that I think about. It's usually something I think about after I've gotten my key players. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I'm trying to decide between, like in your flex position, when you're drafting up towards that area of the draft, it's something that I think can be important when you're weighing two players who yeah. are kind of the same projections, but maybe you want to look at their strength of schedule to see who might have a better year. No, I absolutely agree. Even for me, for guys that are key players, but it's like, do I want to invest in this guy or that guy? They're very close for me. That's when, like, if it's tied, that's when I'll look at their strength of schedule. Who looks like they're going to have an easier time and be able to put up more points? So that's what we're going to be jumping into. But first, what are we drinking today? Well, we're drinking but we're not drinking alcohol <laughs> which is such a crime on this show it's detox week <laughs> detox. we are drinking a tea a very healthy herbal tea yeah we're not drinking an old-fashioned today mostly because we did all of the drinking and then some for our podcast <laughs> while we were on vacation uh we especially spent... you i would like to state let's not go there <laughs> not go there moving on that's my line (laughs) moving on we spent two nights we didn't spend two nights at a whiskey bar no we went we went there two nights i was just after it came out of my mouth i was like that sounds like they couldn't (laughs) we couldn't leave the whiskey bar but yeah we're gonna talk about some of the whiskey that we drank there it was an amazing place it was actually at the whiskey bar at the cascades restaurant which is in the stanley hotel in estes colorado because that is where we were for our vacation we were up in estes biggest whiskey bar in In the state of colorado yes yes and the we did both like we got carried away it was like they their whiskey list was nine pages long Nine pages it was amazing we did a lot of different trying and And (laughs) i was sitting there um because the cascades restaurant we didn't actually ever go into the restaurant. If you go there, it's kind of confusing. I saw so many people looking for the whiskey bar. It is in the Cascades restaurant right before you get to the Cascades restaurant. You can just go right into the bar. So yeah. if you're in the Estes area and you're going to go here for this, I highly recommend you if you're in Estes for any reason, you stop here. But yeah, we just went in. We picked a table, sat down. I got my notebook out. I got my pen Writing down notes from all of the whiskeys we tried. I couldn't tell if the waitress was frustrated with me or not. Because... I think, no. I think she was very nice. And she was trying to, like, her, accommodate us. I guess. I, just backstory real quick before we get uh, keep moving here. 
the, the first two things I ordered, they did not have. Which happens, happens all the time. It does. <laughs> it always happens to me. What I order, they don't have. And she was like, well, I can ask the bartender because she's getting some. Her master's in, in whiskey. whiskey. I don't know. I need a and master's I, I in that. I swear, like, that's what she said. Right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she came back and I forgot what I had ordered that time. She recommended, which I like, she recommended Ocean's Age at Sea. Yeah. Jefferson's. And and I just said, no, I've had that. Yeah. Um, we're not going to. And I asked to, or, and she brought the menu back. She's like, well, here, I'm going to bring this back because I feel like you know more than me. And I didn't know if she meant that in a bad way. I don't think so, Justin. No. She, we were like, because we were <laughs> rattling off all these. We were also ordering their cocktails, which were amazing, and changing the whiskeys in them, yes. except for the one I got. Right. I um, changed the whiskey. You changed the whiskey in your Manhattan that you ordered. Yes. Which we will get to. Yes. But um, we're, we're just getting carried away. See, I we're going to bring you plenty of whiskey on this show. We are. We're just not drinking any right now. <laughs> we are, as Justin said, in a little bit of a detox mode from our vacation. <laughs> That's right. And uh, speaking of detox, maybe you need to detox from your regular book that you're betting and you want to check out Circa Sports. Circa Millions and the Circle Sur- Circa Survivor are back. $14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. Circa Millions, you just do five NFL picks against the spread each week. And then Circa Survivor, you just pick a different money line winner each week. You enter in Vegas. You have to be in Vegas, but play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast is going to be there the last weekend in August, though. CircaSports.com for all the details. CircaSports.com. Miranda, what whiskey would you buy if you won the money? Right now, it is not even a super expensive one, but I would buy Willet. Willet. Yeah, we'll get to Willet mm-hmm. and the review. I thought you were going to say Weller 12 because that's such a hard one to find. You know, you know what? Is... You're going to win enough money in this contest. <laughs> I'm going to get both. It won't matter. <laughs> um, and then just I just wanted to say Circus Survivor, you pick a different money line winner each week. Pick the Bears week one. They are going to beat the Packers. The tides are turning. It is a new era in the Bears Packer rivalry. That's my suggestion. Do you do you uh, back that? I back it. Double down on it. Before we get into this strength of schedule, we have a winner for our contest. Are we announcing that now or at the end of the podcast? Let's announce it towards the end. Right <laughs> before we get to whiskey. No, maybe right after whiskey. I don't know. Stay tuned. Going to make you wait. Well, let's start with quarterbacks then. <clears throat> All right. Starting with quarterbacks. And let's do... We're breaking this down in groups of five. Yes. Like, we're just looking at five at a time here. But let's do the five with the toughest schedules, and then we'll go into the easiest schedules and kind of compare against your top five. From last year. Mm-hmm. From yeah. last year, of course. Yeah. Yep. Um, All right. Rattle off those toughest ones. Yeah, the toughest right now would be the commanders. Sam Howell, he did not have any rank last year. He is valued at a dollar. And for those reasons... <laughs> Not even considering strength of schedule. I don't know if he's somebody. There's a lot of unknowns surrounding Sam Howell. Great receiving core. Mm -hmm. When we talk about Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, uh, Curtis Samuel. I mean, great receiving core, but I'm not sold that he's the answer. Yeah, I'm not. And I feel like for him, with that toughest schedule too, you don't know. We don't know anything. So that... If you were thinking about taking him as a flyer, the fact that he has the toughest schedule among quarterbacks might yeah. make you 
take somebody else as a flyer. And one of the things that goes into that, and we'll see it with the next person we're going to talk about, plays the Cowboys twice twice a year and the Eagles twice a year. Both are very good defenses. Mm-hmm. Both are very good at limiting the quarterbacks. And that's why this next guy, he's got the second hardest, I guess, the 31st easiest, however you want to put it, Dan Jones. Who, okay, he ranked ninth among quarterbacks last year. But he also had the easiest ranked schedule last year. That is interesting. Which I if I wanted to, you know, throw that out there because was it a fluke? Yeah. I mean, I was it, I very mean, impressed. We said he can't, he's no longer Daniel Jones last year. He became Dan Jones. Well, maybe it was that. Was puff. it his ease of schedule? Right. That uh, little. Um, but he's also valued at a dollar for a quarterback who finished top ten. Yeah. We also have the Cardinals have the third hardest schedule with. Colt McCoy to start yeah. with the hopes that Kyler Murray, once he's healthy, will be back in there. Kyler Murray ranked 32nd last year due to his injury. He's valued at a dollar. Yep. Fourth ranked hardest schedule is the Rams with Matt Stafford at quarterback. Well, I guess fourth. I shouldn't say the Rams because this is by position. Yeah. So. So the qu- I've been, I've been Rams presenting this wrong. Yeah. Yes. Fourth hardest quarterback schedule, Matt Stafford with the Rams. He was injured last year. Yes. He's valued at a dollar this year. Fifth hardest schedule for quarterbacks is Geno Smith with the Seahawks. He was ranked fifth last year, and he had the 27th easiest schedule. So he had a hard schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why like that data is presented like that. So basically, he had the sixth hardest schedule last year still ranked fifth so i feel like that's the situation where it doesn't matter yeah no it's definitely could could be he's ranked he's valued at a dollar they haven't valued at a dollar having these guys having the hardest schedules are you avoiding all of them or are you giving at least one or two who are you giving a chance here out of those five gino agreed and Dan Jones, I, I'm kind of high on the Giants this year. I know you're high on the Giants, and I thought, oh, Dan Jones, he turned around, top 10 quarterback. But that easiest that schedule That easiest from schedule, last year because it you. isn't something you don't, you don't see Dan Jones as a top 10 quarterback, in my opinion. I don't see him well, there. Well, Kramer would beg to differ. That's fine, Kramer. <laughs> I, when it comes, like, just right offhand, I don't see, oh, Dan Jones, that he's my guy. Now that I like know, like he had the easiest schedule among quarterbacks, and that got him to a top ten position where he normally would not have been. Now, yeah. are we going to see a repeat performance when he has the second hardest schedule, or is Dan Jones is Daniel Jones no longer Daniel Jones, and he's really Dan Jones, and Dan Jones is the guy? Right. Yeah. I guess we'll <laughs> if that see. made any sense. <laughs> no, I swear I I'm speaking English. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> First of all, shots fired at Kramer. I'm sure he'll remember this come your performance review. Um, <laughs> one of the so Dan Jones, Geno Smith, these are guys that I'm not targeting for my starting quarterback, but they're I'm targeting them for a backup option. Mm-hmm. If you're in a flex league, though, not a flex, yes, yeah, a super flex. Super flex, um, yes. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. target these guys. Another one that this strength of schedule really makes it tough for me. Is Matt Stafford. I, I know. Because I think people forget how good Stafford has historically been mm-hmm. fantasy football wise. And I really wanted to like, oh, I'm gonna sneak him into my drafts as a backup, blah, blah, blah. 
But seeing the fourth toughest, I don't know. He's had he has mobility issues now that he's getting older. Um, he did not look all that great last year before getting injured. I, that's tough. That one's tough for me. And not only is it, I mean, he has a tough schedule, but you have to remember, he's got one of the best receivers that I think people also forget because of injury in Cooper Cup. Are you sold on Matt Stafford? Do you think he's going to be back this year? Or have we witnessed the decline and he will stay down? 50-50. 50 our chances commit. of survival? 50-50. I can't commit. I want to see him do good because he is somebody who I have had to rely on. I mean, I don't because I've disliked him ever since the Lions. <laughs> That's just the but, Bears in you, though. But fantasy football, what? it's not just the Bears in me. It was ever since he threw a pick, got all flustered about it, and attacked the smallest guy on our defense. And it was just like, really? you big, tough guy, aren't you, Matt Stafford? <laughs> you, picked, you literally picked the smallest guy on the field to go after. And he wasn't even the one that intercepted the ball. I don't, it didn't understand it. It was just a... You weren't on the field. Do you know, what if he said something? <laughs> it was a pouty moment to me. What if he mouthed something off? Well, that's football. <laughs> you got to be able to roll with it. And you don't attack the smallest guy. Should we talk about the ones with the easiest schedule? Yeah, let's move on. All right, let's move <laughs> You're on. You're like, I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> okay. I don't know if this first one, the easiest schedule for quarterbacks. Jordan Love with the Packers. Hard pass. That does not make <laughs> me that does not make me want to draft him still. I am staying away from him. I don't have faith there. No. I don't have faith in this Packers team at all this year. We'll see what happens. It's it, it's um, interesting because you have him with the easiest, second easiest, our guy Justin Fields. That tells me the Lions defense is bad. The Vikings defense is bad. The Bears defense is bad. And the Packers is bad, but not as bad as the Bears. That's why you have love Fields. Mm-hmm. That, that's just my how I interpret that. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. But um, Fields having the second easiest just makes me more excited for him. Yeah. Because I think he's going to be amazing. He was six ranked <laughs> last year with the 11th easiest. Just think mm-hmm. what he's going to do with the second easiest. Yes. I didn't. <laughs> did I say what Jordan Love was valued at? He's valued at a dollar, yeah. even with the easiest schedule. A dollar. Justin Fields, $24. That's that elite running ability, mm-hmm. but we're going to see that passer come out this year, I feel like. I hope so. I'm ready to be excited about <laughs> our games. Okay, third easiest, Derek Carr with the Saints. He was the 24th ranked quarterback last year with the Raiders. He's valued at a dollar. I have high hopes for him on the Saints. Ish higher hopes. Yeah. Um, I think the fresh start will be good for him. Yeah, and this ease of schedule makes it a little easier for yeah. me to. The easy easy makes, makes it, it easy, easier easier for me to pick up car in a draft. Um, fourth easiest Desmond Ritter with the Falcons. He didn't rank really. Didn't start many games. Valued at a dollar. Yeah, um, they're going to run the ball, so I don't care how easy their schedule is. They're running the ball. They're definitely running that ball. Fifth easiest. Now, maybe we won't. I, I hope we don't. I guess I don't. I hope we do see it because it's not going to be me spending $25 <laughs> on Russell Wilson with the Broncos. Spend your cap, people. Get, get that money out of there and right. waste it on somebody like Russell Wilson. 
22nd ranked last year, had the fourth easiest last year. Now he has the fifth easiest. He's valued at $2. Do you think, I don't think, I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't either. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to kind of be hype about the Broncos this year with Sean Payton coming, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That's tough. If you're spending low capital on these guys, I'd say go for it. Like on Wilson, I'd spend two dollars on him to see if he bounces You'd spend back. Spend his value. Yeah, <clears throat> to see if he bounces back. But I wouldn't go much more than that, though. I might take a stab at him if I've if if I was in a super flex. Yeah, I would. Did um, you Did you see the news come out that? Or I guess it's a smoke and mirror thing. But Tim Patrick, their wide receiver, is the best wide receiver on the field. Not Jerry Judy, not Cortland Sutton, but Tim Patrick. <laughs> I had to ask your your boss's boss, Taki, who we saw in Colorado, what he thought of that. <laughs> he True fan, though. You could tell because he tried to justify it. Well, he's a he's a you know he's a really good receiver. He's got good hands, big catch radius. It's exactly what I would do if somebody said something positive about the Bears, and other people are like, "Oh, okay," and be like, "Well," so I completely get it. <laughs> yes. So of these top five for the easiest for quarterbacks, I honestly it's Fields and Carr for me. Yeah. I'm not. I'm staying away from Love. I'm staying away from Ritter. I have no faith in Russell Wilson right now. I just don't. I don't see it. From- De- yeah, definitely Fields, maybe Carr, or Carr I would for backup, mm-hmm. and maybe Wilson for me. But um, just to give a quick look at the top five from last year, number one, the number one ranked quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who has a 17th rank of ease this year, he, just for a reference, he finished number one but had the third hardest schedule last year. He's a type of guy that it doesn't matter. It's not going to matter. Strength of schedule doesn't matter. Because it's Patrick Mahomes. Same thing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen ranked second among quarterbacks last year. And he had the 17th hardest, 17th easiest? I don't know how you want to put that. 17th easiest. Easiest? It's weird when you're discussing this. It's like 17th (laughs) easiest doesn't sound... But he has a 12th hardest this year. I don't think it's going to matter. It's Josh Allen. Same thing for this next one. Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. I don't think his strength of schedule matters that much. Um, I don't know. He finished third. He had the seventh easiest. Maybe he just had an easy schedule like Dan Jones. He has the 11th hardest <laughs> this year. I don't think it matters. Yeah. Honestly, I, if I, I would be thrilled to have Jalen Hurts if I, had, if I was going to spend the capital on him. Definitely. I agree. Definitely doesn't hurt um, Joe Burrow. Fourth ranked last year. 28th hardest. He had the 28th hardest schedule. But still fourth ranked. He's got the 15th easiest slash 17th hardest this year. I'm just confusing myself at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And then we already talked about the fifth ranked quarterback, Geno Smith, who has the fifth toughest. Yeah. So that's just kind of reference for where the top five guys last year are this year compared to last year. And we can see that their strength of schedule for those top five didn't really matter. Right. Speaking of strength of schedule, I'll tell you where that doesn't matter, and that's when you're playing best ball. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, and Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. 
So many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. This is Jim Miller, former Chicago Bears quarterback. Now, back to old-fashioned football. We're going to continue with running backs, and I may or may not have just been told that I'm giving way too much information (laughs) on these players, and I'm prolonging, (laughs) or and I'm increasing the length of our podcast by minutes that Justin doesn't have time for. (laughs) I didn't mean it in a bad way. I just thought we could we could <laughs> go like, through this a little This quicker. is you were taking way too long on this. You're giving too much information. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. This is gonna be great content once we go live and I look at you and go, Miranda, you're spending too long. Get going. Like, <laughs> we don't just... need these these stats that you're bringing. Fine. Fine. <laughs> you you want no information? Let's go. <laughs> That's not at all what I meant, but <laughs> give me the running backs with the five toughest schedules. All right. Starting five. with the toughest. <laughs> you do it however you want to do it, honey. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to call you out on this, did you? <laughs> well, it is what it is. I'm not going to hide from it. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like telling on you for getting after me here. Okay. So like quarterbacks, we started with the five the five running backs that have the toughest strength of schedule. Number one, DeAndre Swift for the Eagles is Jeff Wilson, Mostert. A chain. For the Dolphins. Or Cook. They have or an Cook. offer okay. to them reportedly. Possibly. Still iffy. Third toughest strength of schedule, James Cook for the Bills. Fourth, Saquon Barkley for the Giants. And fifth, Kenneth Walker for the Seahawks. Do you think Dalvin Cook is all like, I'm going to wait to see if I get an offer from a team with a easier schedule? <laughs> no, because that's where he wants to go. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. He has an offer from him, so he hasn't accepted it yet. He must not want to go there that badly. I don't know. I'd go to my Miami. <laughs> are you avoiding <laughs> any all of these guys? Are you taking a chance on any of them? This is, this is tough because... Because they have the toughest schedule? Possibly. (laughs) I mean, DeAndre Swift, with the toughest schedule, was with the Lions last year, still managed to be fantasy relevant to an extent. Jamal Williams was the guy, my guy, for the Lions. Switched with the Eagles now. They have the toughest schedule for him. He was ranked 23rd last year. I still think he's going to be somewhere in that area, maybe-ish. Maybe-ish. He's too injury prone for me. He's very injury prone. I don't know. $21 is what he's valued at, and that's really high. Yeah, I stayed away last year. I'm staying away this year. The Dolphins running back room is a mess. It is a mess. I I don't even know what to do there. You stay away from it. And especially when you look, they have the second hardest schedule. Yes. And when you're also looking at the Dolphins, like, they're going to throw the ball. Yeah. They have Tyreek Hill. Right. They're not necessarily relying on the run. And right. this is just a freaking mess of a backfield. Yeah, their their best ranked running back last year was Raheem Mostert, who finished twenty seventh, and that was with Jeff Wilson there. But you know now you got Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, Devin Achain that they drafted, and possibly Dalvin Cook. No thanks. No, and the Bills. I'm also a pass. Yeah, I mean they're they're again they're not heavy on the run, right? And Unless it's Josh Allen running the ball. Yes. <laughs> 
Now, the Giants with Saquon Barkley. Can we talk about him? Because he yeah. was the sixth-ranked running back last year. But he also had the 27th easiest get. Which is the sixth hardest. That's the sixth hardest. Yeah. I was thinking about that. That's where Gosh, this gets confusing. <laughs> We're like confusing our listeners. Please. Confusing ourselves. 27th easiest means not easy. That Yeah, that's not easy. <laughs> um, Gosh, who does these stats? Anyway. <laughs> Fantasy pros. That's where we pulled um, this from. Sixth hardest schedule last year. Fourth hardest schedule this year. But what do you think of him? He's valued at $55. What are you thinking? Saquon is playing for a future contract. The Giants are either going to want to get everything they can out of him or see what life, like like I talked about with Austin Eckler, they're going to mm-hmm. see, well, can we make it if we give another guy more touches? But I, I'm still in on Saquon. I was in on him last year. And he finished very, very good, uh, six ranked. So that's very good. And um, I'm in on him again this year. And we also have Kenneth Walker that we haven't touched on. But I think of all these, like, I might go after Saquon, but I won't spend $55 on Saquon. Yeah. That's my take on Saquon. Makes I sense. think that he's still going to. You I don't s- think he'll be a top 10? I don't know. I think he will be. That's why I'm okay spending the 55. You think he will be? Yep. Even if they're giving time to somebody else, because I I just don't know if they will. I mean, it's possible, and he has his injury history. But I'm willing to take a chance after he he paid off. Are last you taking year. a chance on Kenneth Walker with the Seahawks? No, I think we're we're the same there. It's interesting because some of these you know quarterbacks that had the toughest schedule, I would still maybe go for. It's not different with for, yeah, not as many for the running backs. Yeah. Talking about the sorry, I'm gonna jump right in here. Yeah, go. Talking about the guys with the easiest schedule, we have ranking from fifth easiest to the easiest. I'm going a different direction than you took. You're the really gonna confuse people. <laughs> That's all right. They just need to pay attention and listen because I just told them what I'm doing. We got Packers, Aaron Jones, and AJ Dillon. Technically, Derek Henry of the Titans has the fourth easiest. Alexander Madison has the third easiest. Cleo Herbert, Dante Foreman, Roshan Johnson of the Bears, the second easiest, and then Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, Montgomery have the easiest schedule. Are you going for any of these guys? I'm definitely going to go for Gibbs now that I know that he has the easiest schedule. For $33? I, was, I don't I am know. Not. I don't know for $33, but I would want to get Gibbs. Um, I think I th- people are sleeping on Montgomery, aren't they? I mean, he's a good running back. I think Montgomery's going to be their featured back. You think he's going to be the featured and back? And Gibbs is going to be kind of a receiving type back. That's just my prediction. Gibbs is talented coming in as a rookie. I don't know. I think that he has he's the future. Yeah. I think he's the future. It's not like Montgomery's the, old. And here's But here's my thing, though. The Lions need their running back. Right. The Lions need the run. You don't trust Jared Goff passing every down? No. No. The Vikings with Alexander Madison, they don't have Dalvin Cook anymore. So Madison is the guy for the Vikings. And he's not sharing time with anyone. Mm-hmm. That makes him valuable, in my opinion. Um, gosh. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry stands out to me. I don't think you can go wrong with any of these. The Packers, Aaron Jones. And they're, A.J. Dillon, both of and them. Yeah. They're not throwing the ball with love and right. doing great things unless everybody and their mom is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Right. 
No, I, I agree with you there. Um, I'm staying away from the Lions mm-hmm. unless it's Montgomery. I'm not, I don't have a lot of faith in Gibbs being a top guy. I'm staying away from the Bears just because it's so crowded. I didn't even mention the Bears. Until I it's, learn more. It's but, crowded. It, yeah. And they're all valued at a dollar right yeah, now. They, and it is... With Fields, he's our number one running back. Right. So Coach Floos did say it'll be an open competition. Mm-hmm. So nobody's. That's too many, too many running bo- backs. Yeah, I almost said box. Box. <laughs> too many running box, <laughs> and some running Mozart's. Um, if you're, <laughs> I don't know if you want like Alexander Alexander Madison. I get it, but don't expect him to do the same production that Dalvin Cook did. In my opinion, mm-hmm. Derrick Henry's an automatic yes. And the I only think thing he's about very, Madison, though, yes. the only thing is that he's not sharing time. He's not. A, it's not a split back system. Even when Cook has been hurt, though, I don't, he's not been that impressive to me. So I don't. I don't expect him to jump into your upper echelon. echelon. Well, they're talking him up. I know they are. Well, they're they co- have the to. They just are cut him Dalvin up. Cook. They were talking him up before because uh, they, they knew Cook. they were going to cut. <laughs> Uh, Derek Henry, I think is strangely undervalued at mm-hmm. $40. And then I'm in on the Packers. Uh, who are our top five last Derek, year? Well, oh, first sorry. of all, Derek Henry had the ninth easiest schedule last year, and now he has the fourth easiest schedule and he finished third. Yeah. The, the Titans team is Derek Henry. Fourth and third in a standard fourth in a half PPR. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree. Henry's the an exception. He's an anomaly either way. Even mm-hmm. if he had the hardest schedule, I would want to have Derrick Henry. Yes. I think we're in agreement there. So the top five running backs last year, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, and fifth, Nick Chubb. Yeah. The only one that had an easy schedule last year, a top 10 schedule, was Derrick Henry. Everybody else was 15th and below. Mm-hmm. So these are all guys that I think are probably considered matchup proof i would say so yeah just real quick since we didn't say yeah eckler's got the 22nd easiest this year christian mccaffrey with the seventh easiest that's very intriguing to me but he has 68 dollars. josh jacobs 16th easiest he's right in the middle and then chubb is the 24th easiest i think that christian mccaffrey is gonna have a good year i do too i just i think he's 68 dollar good year he has the seventh easiest (sighs) i know he is much so easier much schedule money. this year than he had last year, and he finished second last year. He has so much money. That's a you have money. to spend that. Okay, but to if, get, you, if you want Christian McCaffrey... I'm not saying want, $70. I'm not spending up, that's about what I'm $70. Saying. $68. But $60? So yes, you're going to have to spend $60 to get CMC. And probably you have to spend 55 to get Travis Kelsey, who you said you have to get. So that's a hundred and fifteen dollars. Yes, and then for two players, <laughs> then you have eighty-five left for your other fourteen. This is why I can't spend thirty dollars on a quarterback. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Should we talk about wide receivers? Yes. All right. Starting again with the toughest schedules. The toughest: Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis with the Bills. Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore with the Chiefs. CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks with the Cowboys. Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers for the Raiders. And then Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton for the Broncos. You know, I think because of all the drama, I'm staying away from Diggs as much as I, I like Diggs. Really? So 
Adam, with his drama of I'm not getting used enough, I don't think McDermott is a coach that's going to put up with that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Josh Allen cares to feed that ego. Yeah. So the only person. So Gabe Davis is your guy. If I'm drafting a Bills receiver, yeah. But I was just going to say the the only, on this list of five teams and their receivers, Devontae Adams, that's a no-brainer to me. I know it's Jimmy G, which is technically probably... It's still Devontae Adams. He's yeah. going to have to throw the ball to him. Yeah. And then, again, I'm intrigued by these Broncos players. It just depends how much they go for. Jerry Judy is currently projected $13. That's too much for me. Mm-hmm. But if it slips under $10, i am i am going to do that. I'm staying, this is going to surprise everybody, I'm staying away from my Chiefs wide receivers this year. It just bit me in the ass last year because it's Mahomes and he can make anybody be good. And when he has all these people, he's going to spread it around because that's exactly what he did with Juju, MVS, which is, he's still there, and McCole Hardman. No, McCole Hardman's still there. McCole Hardman. I didn't mention McCole Hardman here. Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, McCole Hardman. Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice. You still have all these wide receivers. They're all going to see time on the field. You had a pretty busy work day, so you probably didn't see this, but there's a lot of talk about Sky Moore now. Like, Are you kidding me? Yeah, he just looks so much better than last year and all this stuff. Well, there was so. hype, kind of some hype on him last year. Oh, yeah. But he just... I, it's hard when you have such a talented quarterback that can make anybody look good and he doesn't need to have a star wide receiver. Agreed. Um, I do want to point out while we transition to the easiest schedule. Mm-hmm. So the way this is ranked, it's five stars out of five is the easiest, right? There were a couple quarterbacks, a couple running backs that had five stars out of five for ease of schedule. More stars, the easier, basically. No wide receivers had a five-star rating which I thought was pretty interesting. All of them, like the highest ones, were four. But there's a lot that are at four, such as, we're just going to do this, uh, the Texans receivers, the Falcons receivers, Panthers, Colts, Bengals, Bucks, Saints, Jaguars. I don't care for the Texans receivers. I don't know about you, but Nico Collins and John Mechie, that's a no for me. The Falcons, we already talked about, they're going to run the ball, right? Mm -hmm. So let's just... I don't even think we need to talk about them. We need to talk about the Saints. The Saints receivers, Chris Olave and Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Thomas to stay healthy. I Chris Olave looks pretty good to me this year. Agreed. Second easiest schedule, Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk for the Jaguars. The easiest wide receiver schedule. That I, I like that. Kirk finished 11th mm-hmm. last year. Ridley obviously was serving his suspension for gambling, but... I, I think that is a trending team. Trevor Lawrence took a huge step forward, especially, I mean, they won nine of their last 10 games or something like that. I I like both of them. I would make a play for them. Ridley, 18, Kirk, mm-hmm. $9 right now. Do you trust the Bucks receivers with Baker Mayfield at the helm? I have no Third idea. Third easiest. <laughs> well, I mean, they're easy. Yeah, if they're Evans easy... goes for eight, which is what he's... Yes, I would take I mean, Evans for eight. Yeah. And I would probably take... Godwin for 15, maybe 10 to 15. It's starting to push it a little bit. 15 yeah. pushes it. But yes, I would still take them. We already said how much we like the Bengals receivers. Just Jamar Chase at 55 was too high for me. You were still in on him. I like Higgins for 18. 
they have the fourth easiest. Do you want to talk about how much budget I have left if I spent $55 <laughs> on Jamar Chase? <laughs> well, let's I, see. You were at one fifteen. So, Fifty-five would put you at one seven. You got $30, $30 left, left to fill out my roster. 13. A lot of dollar players. <laughs> I do surprisingly well with how much I blow my money on certain players. I guess. Maybe you're going after DJ Chark or Adam Thielen for a dollar. They have the fifth easiest schedule, both new mm-hmm. to the Panthers. They got to help their young quarterback out. I don't know. Top five wide receivers from last year. Vikings, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams for the Raiders, Tyreek Hill with the Dolphins, Stephon Diggs with the Bills, and A.J. Brown with the Eagles. A.J. Brown. Here's a guy that finished fifth last year, but on the easiest schedule. Fluke or no? No. I don't think so either. <laughs> I got Hurts, like It is interesting. Uh, no, Justin Jefferson's another guy that does it matter? No. He's got the 23rd easiest, which is the ninth hardest by my math. Mm-hmm. He finished first last year on the fourth hardest. So No. It, his ease of schedule doesn't matter. No. Um, Devontae Adams, I don't think that, that that's going to All these guys matter. really, except yeah. because of the drama, I'm staying away from Stephon Diggs at 40 bucks. He has the hardest schedule this year. He finished fourth on the 15th easiest, so the schedule probably doesn't matter. It's just the drama for me. And Tyreek Hill finishing third. He had the third hardest schedule last year. Now he yeah. has... Also um, known as the 30th easiest. 30th easiest. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> now he has, like, what, the ninth hardest? Yeah. So 24th easiest. Um, He's... That doesn't, math doesn't check out, but I it get does. it. No, I get it. It's... <laughs> When you do 32 I'm correct. minus 25. I know I you are. I didn't have to think about that, Justin. And now you're like counting on your fingers. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> anyway, he, yeah, ninth hardest. So his schedule got a little easier this year. I'm still high on Tyreek. It's just one of those things that 32 minus 24 should equal eight, not nine. You have to count the position. I right? get it. <laughs> Let's move on to your key position. Speaking of position. Your tight ends. Yes. You love your tight ends. Love them. Gotta love a tight end. Who's got the toughest schedule? (laughs) (laughs) Darren Waller with the Giants has the toughest schedule, followed by Trey McBride and Zach Ertz with the Cardinals, Evan Ingram with the Jaguars, Tyler Higby with the Rams, and fifth hardest, Mike Gusecki with the Patriots. The Giants have a tough schedule. Their quarterback, their tight end, and their running backs all in the top five for toughest. Yeah, they have and a I've really... Been and high I was on excited them. for Darren Waller. Yeah, me too. But that... I don't know. That makes it tough. Mm-hmm. It does. It, it puts a, makes you think a little more on him, where in our previous episodes talking about him, I didn't really question him. But now, you know? yeah, you see the it, hardest it does. schedule. He yeah. has the hardest schedule... I don't know if he's the kind of talent where strength of schedule doesn't matter. Right. Uh, we'll yeah. see. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but he's valued at $23. Are you going to spend $23 on a tight end? I'm not spending $23 on Darren Waller. I'm yeah, sorry. that seems like too much. So I think any of these guys I'm out on. Because mm-hmm. any of them that I was excited about, Darren Waller and Evan Ingram, it, they're going too high right now, twenty three and twenty dollars respectively. That's well, too much. Evan Ingram and Tyler Higby were top ten tight ends last year, though. Right. Yeah. Well, who knows what Darren Waller would have been had he not missed half the season due to quote unquote injury, mm-hmm. but really just unhappy organization. I can tell you. Just I know you're asking. Am I avoiding or taking a chance on any of these guys? I am avoiding them because 
I'm going to get Travis Kelsey and I'm not going to spend $20 <laughs> on Evan Ingram if I already have Travis Kelsey. <laughs> well, that's an excellent uh, segue to our easiest schedules, tar- starting with the fifth easiest, Travis Kelsey. He's got the fifth easiest. Then fourth easiest, Gerald Everett of the Chargers. The Packers rookie tight ends have third easiest. The Saints tight ends, Juwan Johnson and Taysom Hill, have second easiest. Mm-hmm. And then the Raiders, who are both new to the Raiders, have the easiest. Remember when I talked about Jimmy G and him making a tight end relevant. Now we look at this, the easiest schedule. I mean, how can you not take a chance on Michael Mayer to, for a dollar as a backup tight end? I think, yeah. So out of these guys. For a dollar for a flyer. Yes. Right. So I think this just Travis Kelsey is going to have an amazing year. Yeah. If he's your top, right? Yes, he already was, and I didn't realize he had the easiest schedule. He's going to have a great year. Finished first on the 12th easiest last year. So now he's got the fifth easiest. So it should just be good for him, right? Right. Um, Taysom Hill. I just like Taysom Hill. And seeing that... Either of these guys, really. John, John, yes, either. Seeing that they have the fourth easiest... Or second easiest? Sorry. Second easiest, yeah. Sorry, Travis Kelsey doesn't have the first easiest. Oh, yeah. He's got the fifth easiest. Fifth easiest. Right. Jesus, we're really confusing people. <laughs> I, I'm following. I think it's you that's confused. <laughs> <laughs> but Taysom Hill I and Juwan Johnson, the Saints, tight ends, yeah. I'm high on. Packers, Chargers, I don't care about. Raiders, I would take a flyer on Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, Saints, definitely, I'm interested in. Especially, Are they're you going targeting for Travis each. Kelsey? If I can afford it, yeah. Answer wisely. If I can afford it, yeah. You're not going to be able to afford it. Because you're going to outbid me no matter what. Are you going to bid me up no matter what? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be really interesting with our family one that we're going to do. Like, yeah. I don't want to have to yell at your parents. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's, It's fantasy football. Anything goes. Top five last year, we already talked about number one, Travis Kelsey. Um, Vikings, TJ Hawkinson, he finished second. He's got the 20th easiest this year, so not a very easy schedule, but did not matter last year. Kittle finished third on the 21st easiest. He's got an easier schedule this year at 15th. Mark Andrews finished fourth on the third hardest. He's got the 10th easiest this year. And the Saints, Taysom Hill was fifth. They have the second easiest, obviously. We already said they had eleventh easiest last year. You're smirking over there like you're like I think it's a it's making you happy to think about yelling at my parents. No, I'm just you're <laughs> not see a you're wrong. Side of you. The side of me. I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, this is almost as bad. Not quite, but almost as bad as if they played Monopoly with my family. <laughs> That's <laughs> and saw me play Monopoly with yeah. my family. <laughs> Their whole opinion of me. Would just be changed. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Um, maybe maybe when we do our window, we have a big-ass window to install, which we will need help with. Maybe that'll be family draft night. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. That's the strength of schedules. Hopefully, we didn't confuse you too much with our easiest, hardest lingo, but I think you got it. You're, you're all smart people. You understood. I, and like I said, like for some of these top five ranked, ranked top five positions, 
it doesn't necessarily matter. Right. But strength of schedule is very important to consider when you're in the middle on right. the guys or you don't know which guy to go with and it might be it's a toss-up between them and you might want to look at that because it does for certain players matter and you just have to know when it matters. Right. And I hope that we gave you some insight into considering when it does matter. And just for an example, like I I personally have been torn on like do I want George Kittle or Mark Andrews if those are the mm-hmm. two tight ends that are available and I need a tight end? Kittle with the 15th easiest, Andrews has the 10th easiest. That might be all it takes to sway me on that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, Andrews has the easier. I understand Isaiah likely is there and got some red zone targets last year, but he's got an easier schedule. So those are just kind of ways you can use this strength of schedule. What? You disagree? I don't know. You would take Kittle. I would take Kittle. <laughs> Who's throwing the ball to him? If it's Brock Purdy, I would take Kittle. Well, maybe it's Sam Darnold. Then are you taking Kittle? (laughs) It can't be Sam Darnold. (laughs) All right. Maybe it's Trey Lance. I don't know if that's better or worse at this point. No, it's got to be Brock Purdy. He's going to be healthy. Brock Hard Purdy. Go get a Brock Hard Purdy t-shirt from the merch store, sgpn.com slash merch. Um, Get yourself a Brock Hard Purdy (laughs) t-shirt. I want a Brock Hard Purdy. No. I am not. I am not wearing 49ers gear <laughs> or Iowa State Cyclones <laughs> <No>. gear. <laughs> you will find me in Hawkeyes and Bears only. That's right. All right. Should we announce the winner? Or are we going to talk about some whiskey first? Hmm. Let's announce our winner. Okay. So we thank you for everybody that participated. First of all, before we even get to the winner, huge shout out to Better Edge for doing our polling. Um, mm-hmm. that was really helpful, really cool feature. Check out better edge. It's really, they got a lot of stuff to offer as well for gamblers or even just casual gamblers. Huge shout out to a spirit. Yes. It was so exciting and fun to partner with them. Yeah. Just a huge thank you for providing us with an amazing whiskey to do a giveaway for, which is a private select Elijah Craig single barrel. Or, or barrel proof, sorry, barrel proof. Um, supposed to be really, really good. I am jealous. You can only get this bottle at Ace Spirits. Yep, and check it out. You can buy the bottle uh, yourself, and Ace Spirits they ship. So aceSpirits.com. Use promo code BET B E T to get ten percent off your first order. So or or ten dollars off. Sorry, ten dollars off. Can you get it right, Justin? Ten dollars off. <laughs> Which could be if you're buying a fifty dollar bottle of whiskey, yeah, that's a forty dollar bottle, or it wipes that's out twenty percent off. It wipes out most of shipping. So there you go. So yeah, uh, shout out to Ace Spirits and Luke. There, we're gonna have him on the show at some point here. But Better Edge, Greg over at Better Edge did all the uh, the tallying for us after we closed the polls, and we have somebody who finished first. Drum roll. Drum roll. Danny Abarno. Danny. Yes, friend and co-worker Danny finished in first place. There was not, didn't even have to be a drawing. She was just the sole winner. I And I'm impressed, Danny. I've been watching week by week, watching the polls and watching who's ahead. Yeah. And I'm like, go Danny. Yeah. She had the most right. And it wasn't close. No, it was not. And... and you know, people can't even be like, well, you probably gave the answers. That's why we had 
non-pod questions in there too answers that nobody we didn't knew. give anybody it, answers no we didn't give answers but <laughs> you need to listen to us come on we're too competitive for that that, that is very true <laughs> uh no answers were given but either way we had the the betting questions in there that nobody knew the answers to anyways and annie got every single one right which is That's crazy. crazy it is crazy <laughs> she could have won money yeah i know she placed money on those bets yep Keep that in mind, Danny. I know you do DraftKings, so keep that in mind. You could have won money if you had been betting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So congrats, Danny. Uh, we are going to yay. We're going to get with Luke and get him your address, and he will ship that out to you. Well, let's talk about some whiskey that we tried. Yes, because like we said, we are drinking herbal tea on today's <laughs> episode, which is so not in line with old-fashioned football. But... We drink enough whiskey on our vacation, and we reviewed it in the bar. People probably thought we were nuts. <laughs> because like passing not, back and forth, sniffing, sniffing swirling. It, <laughs> um, with all of our techniques that you learn, with the mouth open, sniffing. <laughs> we had so many. We didn't just, like, order one drink and then another, like, order one. We oh, yeah, ordered no. it all at once. Yeah. <laughs> so we were sitting there with our cocktails and then a row of just tasters neat whiskeys it yeah. wasn't tasters we right. were just it ordering right. it neat like yeah i'll take a pour of this neat which those were good pours that was more than an ounce yeah I there think. were two ounces were they two ounces mm-hmm. okay so we're yeah. sitting there at the bar at our table at the bar yeah with a table full of whiskey <laughs> and it was amazing and then me and my notebook yeah and we're sniffing and we're writing notes and it was great i'm sure People were like, what the heck are these people doing? <laughs> and if you don't know, the Stanley Hotel, where this is located, is in The Shining. That's what The Shining mm-hmm. is based off of. So It's a beautiful building. Oh, yeah, there's so many. Cool. Okay, I didn't know that there were, like, first of all, finding where we were supposed to enter. <laughs> like, we're following our GPS, and it's taking us to an employee-only area, to a delivery-only <laughs> delivery area. Only. <laughs> Justin's ignoring all the signs that says... <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like Michael Scott. You can't turn here. There's a lake. It says to turn. <laughs> yes. And, it, and I'm, it says like guests like or employees only yeah. or do Empl- not enter here. Yeah, and Justin's entering. And, and then you end up in the back of one of the Stanley buildings because there's a lot of different buildings right. on this. I want to almost call it a campus. I don't know what you would call this. It kind of is. Yeah. Um, It's beautiful. The grounds are beautiful. The buildings are wonderfully like restored into their, you know, kept yeah. up, kept nice. But we eventually did find this whiskey bar. Yes. When we found the proper entrance, yes. we asked the person because you, you have to go through the gates and the guards pay stand. to enter to park. Yes, and they oh my gosh, they give you <laughs> so you have to pay to park, but they kind of like give you most of your money back by giving you a coin that's like a Stanley. Yeah. hotel coin there's an axe on the back of it great and they're like you'll get five dollars off of any purchase that you make here whether yeah. it's like they have gift shops they have like a chocolate shop they have multiple restaurants they have the whiskey bar the they have a wine bar. lounge yeah um and i'm like okay yeah and night one we forget to use it yeah we go back for a second night to try more whiskey unexpectedly this was just spontaneous it's like no let's go back to the whiskey bar yeah let's try more we walk out the second night with both coins in my purse <laughs> and we realize as we got to the car we didn't use them so Mur, had, you had one job <laughs> i had one job and i failed 
get whiskey in me and I forget everything. Right. <laughs> um, I forget my responsibilities. So anyway, we had a great time trying whiskeys. We did. It was yeah. so much fun going through the whiskey book. Trying when I say when we say nine pages, it's not it's, like oh, there's six to seven to a page. There's like twenty some. Yeah, it's to a page. Not big print, and it's no. a whole column of whiskeys. Times New Roman size ten. Yes. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing looking at all those. Um, they have like they have it broken down too by rare. Yeah. Um, by Colorado, and then everything else. Yep. But let's go with what we started first. Okay, let's do so, it. So. We started with a whiskey. I almost bought once, but we had the no whiskey clause in our, our, or the whiskey clause in our no purchases. Right. But we're not allowed to buy whiskey for ourselves this year for our budgeting, which we broke on vacation because I found a loophole for Justin and myself. (laughs) A vacation loophole. It's the vacation loophole. (laughs) They have a place called Bevy's. This is a little side tangent here. Called Bevy's out there. And we did not know that it's this giant liquor store, basically. Yeah. Which bevies beverages. It made sense afterwards. No, I know. We put it together. Yeah. Um, There are so many whiskeys there. We went in, of course. We had to go see. And there was just a ton. Yeah. There's just so much to look at in there. They, It's a big place. Anyway. We're at the whiskey bar at the Stanley Hotel in the Cascades restaurant. And we tried... Willet pot bourbon. Pot bourbon. Well, it's the Willet pot. It's Willet pot. It's right. That's what I wrote down. It's Willet pot bourbon. Yeah, <laughs> no it's pot their bourbon. In, no There's pot no included. Pot. <laughs> um, the bottle is. It's like a. The bottle's wood. It's uh, a pot still. Yeah. Like the shape of a pot. Still. It's. It's awesome. Yeah. I want this bottle. Now I want this bottle for the bourbon inside it. But I've yeah. wanted this bottle, just to have. Because it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. The bottle, the shape of the bottle is mm-hmm. what drew you to it. Yeah. But we now we've and, tasted it. And it. It was very good. good. So. Yeah. Let's. What were our tasting I, notes? No. I my... smelled it. Yes. And I told you. And then you dealt it. No. <laughs> you're awful. I smelled it and I said, it smells like caramel popcorn. Yeah. And you're like, I smell caramel. But then when we tasted it, you really got like this charred like caramel a, yeah, smell. And um, you're like, I see where you're getting caramel popcorn. Because I think of like... It's like a burnt Kind caramel. of. Yeah. Burnt caramel. Anyway, um, it's super smooth. Mm-hmm. And very smooth up front. Then you have like burn, a little bit of burn at the back. And an oaky finish. See, and I didn't have any heat. You did. I but did. I didn't have any heat. But yeah, this mm-hmm. one was, I think it was top for both of us, correct? This It was well, very we'll good. There. Yeah. Well, oh. yeah, this it was. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Because we had this different was our seconds, first night. I know. Our first yeah. night, we tried three different whiskeys. Yeah. Alone. Neat. We right. had different other whiskeys in our drinks. Yeah. Um, but we're just talking about the ones that we tried neat because that's. And if we, we had an Instagram, <laughs> we could post a picture of them. But. You know what? <laughs> Justin, <laughs> just leave it alone. I saved that photo. It will be posted. There, there's a new Insta thing as well. Threads. Yes, Have threads you heard about like this? Yeah, Twitter. Is it? it was brought okay. up today at work. Okay. <laughs> yes. Because a lot um, of people are, uh, I guess, allegedly leaving Twitter. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, like, they post on Twitter that they're leaving. So it's like, oh, I'm so done with Twitter. Well, you're still tweeting. This isn't an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I, it's silly. I'm on Twitter for sports only. It's weird. Yeah. It's like, 
Twitter is my sports social media. Right. Instagram. Is your pretty picture. Yeah, it's mostly pictures of Aspen. No, <laughs> true. And our vacations. <laughs> yeah. And artsy photos of. Artsy fartsy. Of out- outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to get Facebook us on is just, no, it is. We're, we're already on a thing. <laughs> and Facebook is just where I keep up with my family. I hate all of the. I, there's just so many unnecessary things on social medias. Yeah. The drama. More drama. So I'm not really on social media a ton, but face I go to Facebook because that's where I can see all my family updates. I post on Instagram. I don't even think half of my family follows me on Instagram because I don't. A lot of my family I don't think has Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter yeah. for sports. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> back to. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. The next one we tried. Oh, I want to talk about this one. All right, you talk Is about that okay? this one. Yeah. Because this was my second. Mm-hmm. This, this was my this third. Your third. For night one. I can't compare night two to these Yeah, ones. it's hard when you don't have them side by side. Yeah. I agree with that. But yeah, this one I, I was really impressed with. So the smell, I just got fruit. I think you got cherry, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. My, yeah. My Yeah, for me it was just fruit. Very dark rye. Mm-hmm. Really nice dark color. The taste, we both immediately were like, wow, that's complex. A lot of spice. You specifically then were able to pick out current. I think I like, I think I was picking out current, but now I don't know if I said current because it sounds like a just a specific spice that might be in it. <laughs> <laughs> but I it was like I think I yeah. think I was right. No, you because didn't you bring up my mom? Makes oh yeah, those your scones. mom's scones. Yes. Yeah, and it kind of had that. That, that current spice isn't really a different. spice. Current no. is like a like a raisin, but not a raisin. I say it's a berry of some sort, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, we don't, I don't know remember we every time we have your mom's scones i think we ask her or What's i think we clarify <laughs> and i forget every single time i'm sure when they listen to this because they always listen to <laughs> we're gonna get a text yeah. from your mom it's this <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so so she will check in the thing that i liked most about this whiskey though i got it right away i think it took you a little bit longer but then you did get it power of suggestion that could be but the finish was a rich tobacco like a Mm -hmm. nice clean rich tobacco taste and it was an amazing finish like it just it hit me out of nowhere and it's just like holy cow this is like i just took a drink of whiskey and had a little puff or whatever of a really good cigar or something just just this rich clean tobacco I don't know. I was really impressed and blown away by the finish there because I, it's the first whiskey I've had that has had a strong tobacco taste mm-hmm. like that. There have been some where you get maybe a little bit of that in there, but this was just a strong finish of tobacco, and I really liked this one. It almost passed Willet for me. Almost, but didn't. It didn't. So, And this, again, was the Peerless Rye. Did I even say that? I don't know I, if you said it. <laughs> I was just so excited to You're talk like, about the... let me just give the review. I know. I was just so excited to talk about the finish. <laughs> um, yeah, the Peerless Rye. And you can't say that... When we tried them, you're like, yes, will it for sure, number one. Now that you're like reminiscing on it, you can't now say that it was better than will it. I think I was just agreeing with you because I no. wanted I wanted to be like, oh, if I agree, this is going to be a, a better night. <laughs> That's such a lie. We I'm were having kidding. so much fun. <laughs> you are such a butt. I'm kidding. <laughs> and then the third one we tried. Which was third for me, second for you. Was second for me. Yes. Angel's Envy Port Cask Finish. 
We've we been... can't find this around here. Yeah. When we have reviewed Angel's Envy, because we've done Angel's Envy, just their normal bourbon, and we've done Angel's Envy Rye on mm-hmm. our show. We have talked each time, I feel like, about the fact that they have one finished in port, and we have never seen it. Yeah, and your good friend Haley, their friends were at Angel's Envy, mm-hmm. and she had them pick Josh up a bottle, but not us. Of the I'm port a f- one? Yes, I'm offended. Did I miss this? Was I this told talked you, about? I so- showed you a picture. Okay, I missed it. I think you were drunk. I'm just How kidding. How dare you? <laughs> Don't negate our review before <laughs> we even get there. <laughs> but I was, um, I, I'm offended. I'll just let you know that now. When Anyways. we do our bourbon trail, we will be going to Angel's Envy. So there is definitely, without a doubt, a smell of port when you bring yeah. that glass to your nose. You smell it right away. If you have had port wine, you know what it smells like. Port wine is amazing, depending on the kind. I'm very picky with my ports. Yeah. I don't like overly sweet port. Port wine around a fire pit. You know who no longer likes port wine? Paul? Paul, our guitarist. <laughs> we ruined it for him. <laughs> right. I um, think it was the eight PBRs he had had before the port. You don't drink PBR and port. Who does that? That's <laughs> Paul really Stevie <people>. does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it smells of port and raw wood. Yeah. We both agreed like this was not like your oak barrel. It was no, it was like a very clean, pure wood. Like when we say yeah. raw wood, it's like a pure, pure wood. Yeah. Not burnt, charred, nothing done to it, just wood. Right. Um, it tasted of the perfect combination of whiskey and wine. It was, this one is super smooth. Yeah. And any super smooth bourbon or whiskey is usually going to be a good one for me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was super easy to drink and smooth. That's why it was my second favorite of these three. And the finish was a clean non-charred oak. Yeah. Like just a clean oak. Again, I think that's where we were smelling that pure wood smell with mm-hmm. the port. I'm, but it had this oak finish that was not a charred oak finish. I'm almost worried I'm becoming a bit of a whiskey snob because like, I get what you're saying. A smooth is almost automatically a good one for you. For me, then I start thinking, well, how much did this cost? Because we were talking about like Blanton's and how smooth and pure Blanton's is. But if you get it for the $200, it would be something that I would taste and be like, nothing about this really stands out. Well, and I think part of it is also because there are so many craft whiskeys. Like this Angel's Envy port cask finish, mm-hmm. I consider that a craft Whiskey where there is like, it's not just a plain whiskey. It's not just a plain bourbon. It is crafted. Yeah. And artfully done. Yeah. And it's so smooth. And I would almost, you know, rather drink something like that than spend $200 on a bottle of Blanton's and have that smooth whiskey. Well, for me, I'm just getting to where like complexity almost impresses me more than smoothness, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. All right, how about our sec? Well, real quick, you had a drink called the Lucky Lucy featuring Basil Hayden, which was very refreshing. It was. It was like the summer drink. It had a grapefruit um, rind in the glass. It had grapefruit and lemon juice and some agave. And it was amazing. Was there lime in it? No, it was lemon. It was definitely I was going to say, I have a picture here. 
Um, basil Hayden bourbon. You know what? No, I wrote it down. I wrote the recipe down. Oh, okay. I got it here too. Basil Hayden bourbon. The Maraska. Kruskova. Pear liqueur. <laughs> lemon and grapefruit juice and agave. And it was so good. It's the very good summer drink. You, that first night, had the Dunraven Manhattan and you subbed out the whiskey. I don't remember what it originally was. Old had. Forester Rye whiskey. You subbed it for Tin Cup Rye. Yes. So and that is made with sherry, um, Carpano Antico Vermouth. And black walnut bitters. Yes, and it was probably the best Manhattan I've had. One thing we didn't get. We did not order their old-fashioned. No. But I was really impressed because their old-fashioned was made with blackstrap bitters. That's true, yeah. And I was like, oh, these people. If people have not caught on by now in the show, blackstrap bitters are my favorite bitters. Yeah. The reason I didn't get it, and I guess I could have just subbed, is it's made with Buffalo Trace bourbon, and for all the hype behind Buffalo Trace, I've never had it and been like super blown away. Maybe you would have in a drink. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, let's talk about our other two on the we second We have fun night. on vacation. That's we, right. We would did outside the norm. That's right. <laughs> all right, night two. We tried... Redwood Empire Pipe Dream. Ah, yes. I couldn't quite remember the, the second one. Yes. I remembered the first one that we're going to talk about second, but yeah. Um, no, this is the first one we tried. No, I know. I it just in, in how I had written in them how, down in my notes okay. here. We tried this first. And we when we I've seen this bottle it, and been curious about it. That's why I ordered it. Okay. I've never seen the bottle. Yeah. Um, we like both it. got the smell of citrus. The taste was smooth no burn just warm in your belly <laughs> like it warmed you yeah, yeah but it was smooth and didn't have any burn it was a little sweet and had an oaky finish mm-hmm. we also got like in the taste hints of citrus and i specifically wrote this down it was sweet but there was no caramel and usually when there's a little bit of sweet i feel like you taste a little caramel yeah there yep. was nothing like that it was it Agreed. was different yeah, see, it's got kind of a neat label. Oh, okay, I see. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? No. No? Oh, okay. Wasn't that a Oregon whiskey? It's Oregon or California, but it I saw Oregon. it when we were in Oregon. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's when I first saw it. That's, okay. So maybe. We don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to quote us on it then. <laughs> the second one we tried, we were a little less crazy the second night. Because, well, we got more cocktails the second night. Right. We just tried two. And the second one we tried was Hogback Oak and Aspen. Which I wanted to try because it was made in Boulder. Boulder, at the Boulder Distillery. Yep. And so we both got a smell. And I didn't know if it was apricot. You questioned if it was pear. And pear and apricot do not smell the same. It's California. Um yeah, I know. I I thought apricot. But then, so you were questioning pear. But we both agreed on the taste was apricot and a toothpick. Yeah. No, it literally <laughs> f- tasted like like if you put a toothpick mm-hmm. in your mouth. Yeah. It was that kind of wood. Which? Which is not aspen wood. It's no, birch. birch. We, yeah. we then Google, like, what is, tooth- are toothpicks made out of pine? What are they made out of? Yeah. They're made out of birch wood, which I had no idea. And yeah, we did. We noted a toothpick if you sucked on it. <laughs> yeah, toothpick suckers out there. 
<laughs> so it was. I mean, that's. I, I laugh, but that's often me. I'll pop a toothpick <clears throat> in my mouth, even, mm-hmm. and I'm not using it to pick my teeth. I I don't know why I do it. I just do. <laughs> so this was. We thought it was wood heavy, earthy. It was smooth, and we put a subtle finish. And I don't know subtle of what. I didn't it, finish the. It was it, just. No, it was just a subtle. There wasn't anything that really jumped out. It was just like. It's done. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it just yeah. left you. It didn't have a strong finish at all. No. And this one, um, I put a no for yeah. me. And it's not that I disliked it. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> it just, um, I was fine trying it and mm-hmm. everything. It just wouldn't be one, maybe in a cocktail. Yeah. I think when I say no, it's a whiskey that I would rather have in a cocktail. Right. It's a no for drinking it neat. Neat. Mm-hmm. I mean, in all fairness, I think it probably was my fifth um, it was very unique, mm-hmm. but out of all five of them, out of all it's five, probably it's my, my fifth. I, yeah. I think Redwood would be my fourth, Angel's Envy, Peerless, and Willet. You're going to put Angel's Envy down further? No. Fourth. Oh, I was no. going, calm down over there. <laughs> <laughs> it was my third still. Still. Okay. Yeah. So we and picked see, better the first night. The first night we did. The second night are still, yeah, they're my fourth and fifth. Yeah. Yeah. The first night, I feel like. I don't know. There were so many on there, and it was pretty expensive, depending on what you wanted to pick for pours. So we kind of stayed away from the more expensive we ones. We didn't do like the $40. No, there were so many ones. on the rare list that yeah. I wanted to try, but it, if yeah. money wasn't an issue. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> if um, money grew on trees, I mean, we're going to get free toothpicks now that you plant birch trees. So I'm going <laughs> to be making toothpicks out of them. We're not. Our birch trees are going to be alive for a long time. We're not cutting them down to make toothpicks. Wind knocks a, a limb down, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, there's another 500 toothpicks. <laughs> <laughs> so just to recap really quick, we tried Willet Bourbon, Peerless Rye, Angel's Envy Port Cask Finished, Redwood Empire Pipe Dream, and Hogback Oak and Aspen from the Boulder, Colorado Distillery. Yes. I liked them all. They were all unique. Mm-hmm. They were they all, all unique. had different flavors. Yep. Um, but yeah, Willet and Peerless were definitely my top two. Willet and Angel's Envy Port were my top two. There you go. Willet, we both agreed Willet was the best out of those. So if you can find yourself a bottle of Willet bourbon... Go for it. Yeah. I, they, I, we saw it for, we saw it at Bevy's and it was $65 and I have seen it around here for 50. That's so I told you like, even though we had the vacation loophole, I told you I'm not buying it for $65 <laughs> when I can get it $15 cheaper. Right. Now I'm not in our vacation loophole. So if somebody will give me a <laughs> bottle of Willet, I'd be really happy. <laughs> there you go. Um, and if you like, if you like tobacco, Definitely try Peerless Rye and let me know or if you've had it. Let me know if you get that from it as well, um, because it was very strong to me mm-hmm. and I was blown away by that. Anyways, congratulations to Danny. Yes, congrats, Danny. I hope you all had fun listening to our five whiskeys we tried. A little bit of a different episode here. Different, but we brought you stuff that we don't have. Right. <laughs> and We have more whiskeys that we yes. bought that we will try on the show. Mm-hmm. I started to stutter there. I bought. I don't know what happened. Most people don't stutter at the end. Right. Make sure you check us out on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, Insta coming. Um do you have anything to add to our strength of schedule, to our whiskey, to anything? No, this has been fun. Yeah. Uh, is, how's your tea over there? 
I still have a little bit left. Well, mine is gone. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old-fashioned football.